Welcome to the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast, Episode 8, and man, this is epic. We have our first guest on today, and it was literally the best podcast ever, wasn't it, mate? Oh, mate, it was so good. I, uh, I'm i so excited that, yeah, we got the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Mr. Married by Adam, uh, on for a podcast today. Yeah, we chatted all things celebrant, um, the role that the celebrant um, yeah, it does on a wedding day. And yeah, we also dived a little bit into some MC goodness as well. And there was so many little, um, I don't know, what's the word? Like so many golden tips, nuggets. Hints. So many golden yeah, nuggets. Golden nuggets. Nugget. <laughs> yeah, for you listeners out there, especially if you're planning your wedding, I think this is going to offer a lot of value for you because a celebrant, let's face it, it's just one of those things that can really elevate your wedding to make it epic. It really can. That's it. Exactly. And you need a celebrant to get married, right? So uh, yeah, let's dive into uh, today's topic and yeah, let's hear from Adam. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast, where we believe all weddings can be epic in their own right and uniquely you. We're your hosts, Tim and Matt, a photographer and videographer in the industry. Tune in as we dive deep and unpack all things weddings, how to make it fun, stress-free, and provide other creatives in the industry tips and tricks to raise the standard when it comes to planning the perfect wedding. G'day, Adam. How are we, mate? We're uh, good to see you. So good to see you today. I'm excited. Hey, mate. Hello, friends. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited. Mate, you are a very, very special guest because you are the first guest we have ever had on the episode. So welcome. Holy crap balls. I've got a lot to live up to. Can I swear? (laughs) Sorry, we started good. No, I'll just say crap. (laughs) I feel like crap's not a spare word, so that's okay. We'll we'll allow it. No, yeah, I'll uh, stick with crap. Okay. Yeah, we thought we'd start high, you know, we'd get the best of the best on. Um, You know, even though you throw me and Tim under the bus when we work together often saying that we're like the second worst photographer and videographer combo or something like that (laughs) out. We were going to actually bring him in as welcome the uh, Australia's worst celebrant ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you've just done it then anyway, so that's fine. (laughs) Well, should we start again? (laughs) You know what? I will take that. It's fine. Was there a week where we worked together twice in one week? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So the the first wedding of the week, I was like, oh, we've got the best photographer in New South Wales and the worst videographer. (laughs) And then I think that Sunday, I was like, I flipped it on his head and said that you were the best videographer and the other way around. Yes. I I, I made up for it. Both times we weren't actually in the room or even like at the ceremony spot. Like you just did it and then you told us about it later. And then Tim's got like a video <laughs> recording of it only. So it's pretty uh, great. <laughs> I made a reel out of it. I listen to it quite often. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> Helps you sleep at night saying he's the best. Yeah. Whatever I can do to stroke your ego, boys. I love the podcast. It's fantastic, by the way. Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks, appreciate mate. it. We feel like sometimes we're winging it real hard, but, uh, Look, it seems to be getting some good feedback lately, so which is great. And um, yeah, we're super excited today. We're talking all about, obviously, being a celebrant and what it is in the wedding industry and how it can, I guess, how we can help couples today, So, which is exciting. Yeah, it's like, let's think about it. Like after, I suppose, a venue, like what does a, uh, what does a couple usually book next? Venue? Well, Talk. hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the celebrant. Without a celebrant, it's just a big party. Which like, it's not that bad of a thing. It's not, it's not that, it's not that bad, but. When they book you, it's usually a party anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's a party with like, I'm actually a real guy and I do real things and sign paperwork and stuff. <laughs> like I've got I've got powers, which is a strange thought, right? 
Like, who gave me powers to do things? How funny is it when we're like, as vendors, we have powers, like random powers throughout the day of different things. Like you as a celebrant, you have a microphone and everyone like automatically listens to you. Like for me, mm-hmm. it's when we have cameras, like, and people are like, oh, he knows what's happening, right? It's important. So it's, uh, it's, it's quite funny, isn't it? Yeah, there's something about holding a microphone that makes you feel powerful as well, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's the talk, it's the official talking stick. Did you have a talking stick when you were a kid? I'm one of three, and if everyone was talking over each other, we had to hold the spoon to be able to speak. Oh, wow. <laughs> Maybe we need that today. We might need that today. We might need to like put our hand up or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll have the spoon. Oh, okay. just- <laughs> well, there we go. Let's uh, let's dive into um, a little bit of rapid fire questions, just to get to know a little bit about Married by Adam, Mr. Adam Sini, and uh, what life's like outside of being a celebrant. So, uh, Matt, do you want to kick off with the first one? Yeah, let's do it. So, these are yeah, quick fire questions. So, favorite movie? Pulp Fiction. Oh, that was quick. Uh, favorite food? Uh, tacos. I've got a tattoo of a taco on my arm right here. <laughs> what a man. That's my go to. I, I did tacos. not know that. Oh. <laughs> that is so good. And I've got a margarita here. If you're going to ask me my favorite cocktail, it's a margarita. <laughs> Look at this guy. It's because he's never seen him in a suit, pretty much. We don't know these things. I know. Coffee after five. Uh, I literally have just finished my third coffee of the day and it's 5.40 as of recording time. <laughs> Love it. This, one, this one's a funny one. Uh, what word do you have a hard time pronouncing? Ostracize, ostracization. Is that even a word? <laughs> ostracize, I don't even know why I thought I don't even that. know what word that is. is. <laughs> ostracization. Oh, wow. That, he's, just, he's come up with his own word. I feel like I say this on every podcast. I'm like, is that how you say that properly or is that the right word? It's okay, mate. I understand. I have a lot of issues. <laughs> Ostracizing. My, my job is to speak in front of people. So I'm hoping there's not too many words. This I is why we threw it. that word in there because we wanted to test you. <laughs> you passed. Come on, hit me. Give me something hard. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is the best non-curse word insult? Oh, you cow. <laughs> I call you cows a lot. You big cow. <laughs> I called a guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's on the highway the other day. I called someone a cow and it felt really good. No, pig. Pig's bad. Like, farmyard animals are bad. <laughs> I was dry. Do you have time for a short story or is this? No, this is rapid fire. Okay. Rapid fire, rapid fire. Uh, let's go. All right. Um, <laughs> if you were to buy an exotic pet, what would it be? Maybe. Well, when I was a kid, I had Mexican walking fish. Oh, is that an axolotl? An axolotl, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> I would get those again because they disintegrated and it made me sad. <laughs> what? I didn't know that was a thing. That's hectic. Okay. Uh, last one. I feel like you're going to take this really, uh, I don't know where this is going to go. What is your, what has been your favorite age so far and why? I, I would like to say right now, because, you know, I'm, I'm married and I have a baby and, you know, life is looking good, but I'm going to say <laughs> 18 years old, I went on a backpacking trip around Europe for two months. And I do not remember a thing that happened. It was just like <laughs> up until, you know, not sleeping for weeks. Like you can imagine like, and I just want to go back to that. Other <laughs> well, I don't actually. That's, you don't. I wasn't a good guy. You don't. But hey, uh, congratulations, mate. New Bubba. Hey, that's exciting. Yeah, that's huge, man. Yeah. Well done. Little, little Iggy boy. He's doing well. He uh, came early, ruined all the uh, the plans for how you were going to. We had a chat the other week. We worked together the other week, me and Adam, and uh, we were talking about this because my wife is pregnant too. Uh, and we, we were, I was talking, I was like, how, like, how did you deal with all the weddings you have and all that sort of stuff? And I remember we had this conversation. He was like, yeah, well, uh, 
look, he came early and all my plans just like kind of got ruined. <laughs> he, yeah, I saw, there was when, when we had the due date, you know, the couples around that due date, I sort of called them up and sort of just explained to them the whole what was happening. And, you know, some of them I, I moved on to better and bigger celebrants. And then he decided to come three weeks early. So I had to make a mad dash whilst I was emceeing a wedding at Gunners Barracks and Mossman to the hospital. The couple was so good about it. I got to the end. I got the dance floor open. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And you came dressed to impress for his birth, right? Suit and all. You want to see? <laughs> of, of course. Of course, it's framed already. <laughs> oh, it's a podcast. Sorry. It's a podcast medium. I won't show. I won't show. I don't even know where it is. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, mate. No. Well, I think it's, uh, look, I don't know if that was quick fire, but it was, it was good value. <laughs> and um, I'm excited today to, as I said, yeah, talk about celebrants as a whole. And uh, yeah, as I said, we've got one of the best uh, on today. And whenever, I guess, the three of us or even, you know, individually, whenever we get to work with you, we always have a great time and there's uh, some great banter that happens. And yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, let's dive into it. So let's just start off real basic to start with. So Maybe, Adam, yeah, what is, I guess, your story, mate? How did you become a celebrant? Tell us things. I, so I was, my brother and now sister-in-law got engaged and I was sitting around a table at my dad's house and they said, hey, would you be our celebrant? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, no idea what that meant. At the time they asked me, I would have been, you know, 22 years old. I would have been one of the youngest celebrants out there. I had no idea what it meant. Went and had a look at it. You know, it was going to cost thousands of dollars. It was going to take me a year to do. And then he's like, we'll pay for it. So I was like, all right, sweet. And then as I started to do the course and get into it, I just sort of do my research. I went to a few weddings. I saw some average celebrants. And I was sort of like, hey, this can be a little bit better. This could be a little bit cooler. You could inject a bit of personality into this. So I sort of made the call that maybe this could be a thing. So I sort of hit the ground running, started a website, and then all of a sudden it just snowballed quite quickly into being a full-time job, which I never expected. Yeah, wow. My background before that is I've always did like a bit of drama teaching and like improv comedy and all and emceeing, of course. I was an MC before. So it was sort of like you learn the legal side of things and then boom, pow, I've got a job, <laughs> which is really cool where I get to talk in front of people and tell stories. And like the background of your like, so like what you did before, like that makes so much sense in terms of like, obviously, because there's like an art to being a celebrant, right? Like you have to, I guess, perform a little bit. Like, yes, it's not always all about you and all that sort of stuff. And we try and make it about the couples, but you still have to like, roll with what's happening throughout the like ceremony, which I find you do really well. Yeah, one of my favorite things as I've gotten more experienced and comfortable in it is playing a little bit. And I always say to the couples, it's like, like, I can sort of roll with anything. So I sort of encourage them, settle in. And if you want to have a chat and if you want to banter and do it, you know, I had a wedding recently at the Clovelly Bolo. I was there this weekend, but it was a few months ago where I started to tell a story. And then one of the girls said, yeah, I was there, one of the guests. And I was like, oh, really? What happened next? And then she started to tell the story because she was there and I just let her go. And then she started to banter with me. And it was sort of like, it was just so cool and so organic. And the couple just loved it because it was like, yeah, she was there. She knew the story. So let her tell it. Like, let it, those sort of moments happen. Five years ago, that idea would have freaked me out. I, I was pretty like, stick to the script and you would be really good. Now I'm sort of like, yeah, I'll write some stuff. I'll tell the story. <laughs> but we sort of got to have to, you know, you've got to be able to roll with the punches and whatever happens on the day as much as yeah. possible. And that sort of makes those moments which the couple remember as well. Yeah. 
which I think is really 100%. cool. One hundred percent. Because like I feel like like just for me and I suppose I can speak for Matt as well. Like from a photo video side, it's like when we portray like our personalities, like we adapt with the couple, like we just bring a bit of fun, a bit of banter, and really try and make it just a good time. And that by itself kind of speaks volumes. And like, yeah, like when I started, it was like, yeah, no, no, just like get the job done, do their video. But as soon as like I started introducing like my type of style, like how I want to introduce like humor and a bit of fun, like into the film myself. And like you do it the same, like we've like celebrancy, right? Like we've been to hundreds of weddings and man, we, we have seen like a wide variety of celebrants. <laughs> and like when we're working together and when we're watching you like it's just so personalized and i think that there is a ticket like that's what makes it special yeah as much it's it's, it's the most selfish thing you can do getting married when you think about it so it should all be about the couple and be as personal as possible you know saying that some couples are like we hate the spotlight that's why we've got you we want you to sort of shift it away from us a little bit so we can just sort of settle into it it's like sweet we can do that as well yeah you know, there's there's kind of the flexibility a is reading there. of the room yeah you've got to really read the room a lot it helps you just got to bounce it's like the most like hectic 20 minutes half an hour of your life it's just like <laughs> boop, 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 boop. <laughs> We're looking in a hundred different places but it's so cool i love it so good mate i i guess this and this rolls probably straight into our next question which we kind of started talking about just there i have so many things i want to say about what you just said but i'm gonna keep rolling forward because i know there's so many good questions we have and we want to ask you them all oh my god just write them down. And <laughs> so what is the role of a celebrant, mate? Like, so we've kind of touched on it then in terms of like reading the room and all that sort of stuff. But in essence, what's the role of a celebrant? Well, f fundamentally, the role of a celebrant is to get you legally registered and married. You know, that's the whole thing is getting a piece of paper that looks like that. It's a podcast. There's a marriage certificate. So if, you, if, you're, if you're listening, uh, Adam is <laughs> holding a marriage certificate up. <laughs> I'm a props guy. I'm a props guy. I like to bring things. Podcast isn't good. It's getting filmed too, though. Don't you worry. Okay, here we go. I'll show this. Oh, now it's got someone's name on it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So what, is it, what does a marriage celebrant do? We get you married. So there's a bit of a legal process to get married. You're both married. You would know. You've got to sign a notice of intended marriage, a norm, a month out, which shocks people. You have to do something beforehand. That gets lodged. And then on the day, you've got a whole bunch of paperwork that the celebrant brings. When I say paperwork, I sign mine on an iPad because I'm a 21st century celebrant. You get one paper one, which is exciting, which is that <laughs> one I just showed you. Um, there's some legal words that everyone has to say during the ceremony. So the celebrant has a paragraph called the monotum, which was that lovely bit that got changed with same-sex marriage that people would know. And then the couple have a legal vow each that they have to say by law. So that's the only bits you have to do. The rest is flexible. And that's the fun part for me. So the celebrant's main role is to lodge all your paperwork and get you registered. So after the wedding, I go home and have to do a whole bunch of paperwork, which is fun. And then my main thing is telling the couple's story, which we sort of hit on before. I sort of want to make it as much about them. I sort of like to make a big point of what are we doing here? We're here because they got engaged and there's this awesome, hilarious or really romantic story maybe. And they, you know, they met five years ago at world bar drinking teapots or whatever you know you <laughs> no, sort of want to touch all that and take them through a bit of a journey into where they're standing there at that point doing this crazy thing getting married to someone that they thought that they would never meet yeah which is so amazing cool. so that's this celebrant's job well walk us through like what's what's your approach for a couple when they book you like walk walk us through what that looks like until the day they get married <laughs> 
as in the actual process. Yeah, yeah. Like what I suppose, like what makes you kind of different? I suppose like every kind of business owner has their own approach. They add their own flair. Like what's like what's your kind of like workflow and process from when a couple books uh, you till the day they get married? Well, firstly, when a couple books. And I'm a big believer of there's, you know, there's a celebrant for everybody and I'm not the celebrant for everybody. Yeah, we we have touched on this before and 100%. Exactly. I think, yeah, like a celebrant or like a vendor in general, like is not one person is for everyone. Mm. And, and it's big, like for you guys as photographers and videographers as well, it's like you guys are in their face, well, not in their face, <laughs> but you're with them more than anybody else at that wedding day. So like you two clicking with the couple is bigger than I think people realize. So like, you know, you love the work, yes. And it's like, then you have to get along as well. And it's a two-way street. Um, and the same thing is with a celebrant. It's like, once we sort of get to that point, it's one of the first things I ask people as well. It's like, have you had a bit of a stalk online and sort of seen my vibe and watched my stupid Instagram stories and stuff? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. It's like, okay, cool. We've made it this far. That means we're probably going to get along quite nicely. So my whole thing is, yeah, mostly pretty fun, pretty, everyone always says casual, but I guess that's what it is, relaxed style weddings i just want the couple to enjoy it as much as possible so i try and get a really good vibe of what they're like as a couple as people and that's kind of what the ceremony should sound like mm. as strange as that sounds it should sort of be people should walk away after the ceremony and go wow that ceremony was so matt and tim it was their <laughs> whole essence it was so funny and silly and and big or it was so meaningful and romantic and whatever, you know, it, it, it's trying to get that sort of vibe off them is my biggest thing. Saying that, yeah, as you guys know, most of my ceremonies are pretty fun. They're pretty entertaining. I want to engage the guests as much as possible. I've sort of pretty hard line of what they're going to sound like now for people, um, which I think people like as well as you get a little bit more established. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like when I when I uh, sorry to butt in there and uh, disrupt your story, but when uh, when a couple like inquires me and I, I jump on like a Zoom and have a chat with them, and like if they're like, oh, we're looking for a celebrant, I'll always refer them back to like my recommended like vendors. But if I know they're like super fun, like super chill, they want something that's just like a little bit, you know, a bit more, a bit more fun, like a bit more banter. I'm like, I know the guy. But uh, you're a busy yeah. man, man. You are always, always booked. <laughs> <laughs> well, saying that is, yeah, I, I get not to toot my own horn, <laughs> but I do get most of the inquiries I get through probably, I don't know, 70, 75% of them I say I'm not available for, which, which, which crazy, saddens me. I know. It's yeah. I'm the same. And like, it's, yeah, it's just, it's insane. Especially this year, I suppose, like, and even next year's already looking hectic. But um, yeah, it's definitely a common trait at the moment is, uh, you know, we're saying, sorry, we're already booked. It's, uh, it's sad, but it's also great, I guess. It's a, it's a sign that hopefully we're doing the right thing. Exactly. And it means that there's, yeah, couples that are looking in the right places. It also means for the celebrant industry, from my perspective, that there's room for people. People always ask me, like, you know, I saw what you did and I want to do it for, for, you know, a job. How do I do it? And I'm always like, yeah, dude, do it. There's so much room for good celebrants. Like, I'm booked out. You'll probably be booked out if you're good enough. Like, there's so much room for people that want to, that are sort of passionate and 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 want to do something really cool and a little bit different in the industry to sort of book out. You know, we're all sort of friends. Yeah, that's it. It's all about community, right? There is so much work, like, for everyone. Like, I think if you have the right vibe, obviously you have the skill, but you also just want to do the best for your couples and provide value. Yeah, just going back to saying, you know, we, we both we get booked out pretty quickly. 
what I'm what I've really wanted to push with couples recently that I've been telling people because I get people that follow me on Instagram that aren't even engaged sometimes and they message me like when I'm engaged you'll be my celebrant it's like cool man now, I feel like that's such an honor right I have that too people are like oh I'm not married yet or like so I'm not even engaged I'm, but my partner's gonna propose to me soon I know it and when yeah. that happens <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> or I, the best is I'm not engaged I don't even have a partner so <laughs> I find someone <laughs> Uh, so like, yeah cool man yeah but yeah like the reverse booking process so like and it actually can work it's like you know i really want adam matt and tim at my wedding and i want to they're all really busy so what i'm going to do is go to my venue before i book it and say can you give me a few dates and then i'm going to chuck it at them and see one that lines up before i book it all in and then oh my god i've got my dream vendor list which yeah you know doesn't happen so often because one of us might not be available and you've ticked like four boxes like on that saying yes to the venue you've then ticked like four boxes yep. and got like four people mm -hmm. that you actually want there which therefore is going to bring you so much joy on the day, which therefore is going to make your wedding epic, like regardless, mm -hmm. because you're excited by what is happening and who is there. Mm. And I think some couples, when I get those inquiries, like we don't have a date yet, but we're just looking at this venue and want to get some dates, feel like they're being annoying asking, but it's quite the opposite. It's the I best. feel quite honored when someone asks me, what Saturdays do you have in August, 2023 available before I book? Because I want you yeah. as yeah. a non-negotiable. It's like, yeah, dude, of course, I'll do anything for you. Like I love you. <laughs> yeah, legit. Yeah, 100%. It's such an honor. I, yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's such a good feeling. Like people like really like see the value in your work. And yeah, like I, I get it a couple of times and we're like, oh, like we'll send you work with Matt a bit and we'll send you work with Adam a bit. Like, and we touched on it last week with reverse booking and I'm finding that it's becoming a little bit more common too. And it just like adds that like, just that little bit extra kind of ability like within your planning to just get the vendors exactly who you want and you're giving options like to all your vendors like these are the dates like I'm, I'm sure there's going to be one or two of them that will work between all your vendors it just makes the process so much easier so don't have to go through that same process with every vendor individually so uh if you're listening and you're looking for a celebrant a photographer and a videographer <laughs> hit, hit us up <laughs> before we, we got you, a group chat <laughs> Before you book your venue too. <laughs> so good. So talking about booking then, Adam, um, obviously there's a lot of celebrants out there, just like there is videographers, just like there is photographers. You know, there's a lot of us. I guess what advice would you give to couples looking for a celebrant? I guess what's the difference between celebrant A and celebrant B? Well, firstly, the, the process between celebrants usually is the same. When you get on a Zoom with a celebrant, including myself, I probably taught you through the process. And if you talk to a few, you'd probably be bored of hearing about it. <laughs> it's more of a vibe-based thing, I think. It's like, if, if I chat, I always do, well, not always, mostly I'll do an initial Zoom with a couple before they book so they can sort of just have a chat. And it's just like this. It's like, we just have a conversation. And then at the end, I'll usually say, I just wanted to jump on so you knew that I wasn't a psycho. So you knew that I was a real person. And, and then I was going to turn up, actually. <laughs> exactly. So the main point of difference is just personality. I, I try really hard to insert as much personality into a into a ceremony as possible. If you're reading a script, you know, you, you've, you've heard people get up there and just like, <laughs> just say things. But it's like, really sort of project that and put it in and have fun and banter. That's what my thing is. Banter, um, you know, improvise just have fun with it mostly. I find like that's a massive for me personally, looking at your ceremonies from a distance or from shooting them. Like that's a big thing. Like, right. I can really tell that you're wanting to like move around. You're wanting to like make sure that you're having a good time. You're not standing there holding your iPad to your face, making sure you get every word correct. Right. 
And I think that definitely makes a huge difference and it definitely changes the vibe. Like everyone is like listening to what you're saying. They're all wondering where you're going next and what's happening. You know, it's not so much of like this, like standing, you're standing there holding your iPad two hands and you've got your wireless microphone coming to your mouth and you're talking away. <laughs> I'm not wearing a bloody wireless Madonna mic. Jesus. And I, I think it also shocks people. And I was talking to celebrants recently who were, they were talking about where they stand and they're all like, except for you, Adam, you just go everywhere. And it's just like at the start of the ceremony, I'll sort of walk up and down the aisle and actually around the guests whilst I do my housekeeping just to sort of engage everyone a little bit. It's a yeah. purposeful, I do it on purpose. My Like the first part of the ceremony before, if, you know, if the bride's walking in, I'll have a bit of a chat with everyone and I'm really just sussing out the crowd. I want to know if they're going to be loud and or they're going to be a little bit more reserved and quiet, which is fine and enjoy it in a different way. So I sort of, yeah. I walk up and down. If someone wants to chat to me, we have a bit of a chat on mic just to sort of suss everyone out and see where we're at. And it also, I think people find it really disarming, especially if they haven't been to many of the new age sort of celebrants. They'll be like, oh my God, why is he, <laughs> why is he looking at me in the face? He should be up there wearing a funny hat and, and putting water on their faces. Oh, you keep, you <laughs> keep me on my toes. Do? I like doing video. You keep me on my toes during the <laughs> ceremony because I've got to like make sure I know where you are because if I look away for a second, you could not be in the same spot. <laughs> Mate, you should see me MC a wedding. I'm, I'm everywhere. <laughs> it's dangerous. We were together the other day. <laughs> I, had a, I was MCing a wedding on Saturday night and the DJ tried to give me a corded microphone and I was like, well, what if I want to walk? He goes, no, you have to stay here. I'm like, oh, I'm not having that. Thank you. I'm setting up my own. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, I set up my own PA. He's running away with the corded mic and pulls the whole DJ decks <laughs> over and all. <laughs> it's something I would do. But there is something about that, like sort of, you know, that engagement with people. You know, we're all people. I love it when people talk to me. But also there's people that hate it and that's fine as well. I never put anyone on the spot, especially the couple that don't want to be put on the spot. Yeah. That's the worst thing in the world. It's like going to a stand-up comedy show and they want to talk to you and you sit in the front row. It's like, no, please don't look at me. I'm not interested. <laughs> and that's fine as well. That's totally fine. Yeah. So is this, um like, I suppose, going back to like in your booking process, <laughs> is this something that you, like you get a feeling of like from the couple, like before like the day? So you kind of know like their vibe, what their personalities are like, and then you kind of adapt their ceremony to kind of like suit them. Yeah. So yeah, we, we have a couple of meetings before. We'll have that initial meeting um, and I'm furiously writing notes during that meeting. So I'll just sort of get them to talk me through the day, what they've got planned, what their sort of vision for the day is, that sort of stuff. And just the way people talk about it gives you a lot of information about who they are and how they sort of interact with each other. You know, I sort of psychoanalyze them, even though I've got no credentials to do that. <laughs> and then, yeah, about three to four months out from the day, I have another meeting with the couple. Um, if they're based in Sydney or if they want to come to Sydney, which is where I'm based, um, we go out for a beer, we go to the pub and we have a really good in-depth meeting. And that's kind of where I go through the ceremony with them. So I sort of go blow by blow through it. What do you want to do? How does this sound? You want to write some vows? Sweet, I'll help you out. You want to do a reading? You want to do something silly? Sweet, let's do that. Man, that is so good. Yeah, half the time they're like, we've got no idea. Just just we want to have fun. We want it to be, be cool. So it's like, okay, I can do that too. Creative license, how good. That is so <laughs> personal. Like, I, I love that 100%. That's so yeah. good. It's, it's so it should be. And, and 
you know, you, you get what you pay for. You know, I I wouldn't say I'm the the cheapest celebrant going around. You're paying for experience and you're paying for that almost guarantee that you're going to enjoy the ceremony, that your guests are going to think it's awesome. And I, that's because I put a lot of time into the writing of it and sort of structure after we say that, you know, a lot of it's off the cuff. A lot of it's also structured. Yeah. So it's like, no, this is where we're going to do this. This is where we're going to put this fun thing in. And that um, just comes from experience you know. though, right? Like that's the thing is like, I think 100%. there's definitely, I've definitely been to a lot of weddings that I've heard other celebrants have <laughs> like essentially a, a one, two, three. This is our, this is my ABC. <laughs> I don't know. What's the word? Like script, so to speak. Oh. And then they go, they offer those three scripts to the couple. The couple have picked one, two or three. And that's the script that the person stands there and reads. Look. Yes, there are definitely people out there that may love to have something short, sweet and to the point and like not so personalized, but it definitely makes a massive difference when you have someone that is happy to stand up there, roll with whatever is happening. And at the end of the day, make sure that you are having the best time possible in all aspects of the day. And that's why we're having you on to make sure that, you know, we're bringing value to people to understand the difference between celebrant who has a script that just reads it off a piece of paper and offers it to everybody versus someone who is making a, I guess, a tailor-made, so to speak, ceremony for them yeah and it's kind of changed it's kind of changed over the last few years as well five or so years how people perceive the ceremony like it and i you know probably sound like i'm tooting my own horn but it is the most important part of the day really because it's the it's the tone setter it's the start of it if you start with a really shit ceremony sorry (laughs) the day sort of is going to feel weird right it's like it was just something that we sat through, we had to get through and it was really awkward and it was not right. And then it's kind of like the whole day feels weird from there. But like, if you have a really awesome ceremony or like a really, really nice ceremony that's really them and sentimental, people walk away for the canopy hour and beers and they've got something to talk about for the next hour. And they're like, how good was this then? I didn't know that about, you know, I didn't know they met at World Bar drinking teapots. That's hilarious. Or like, how funny was it when he talked to that guy or when the couple said this in their vows? Like, it should be something that people talk about and it sets the vibe for the rest of the night, which is supposedly the best night of your life, which it was for me. Was it the best night of your boys' lives? It Absolutely. Was. It was. 100%. Yes, good boys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brownie points. Oh. <laughs> I have some celebrant stories and oh, there's there's some there's some shockers out there, hey. And like you're right, like it does set the vibe of the day. And like I have been to some weddings where you can just tell it was not the right celebrant for the couple. Mm. I've been to one wedding where the celebrant literally had her back to the whole audience and just like face the couple the whole time, <laughs> the whole time. Like, and it was just like, it was just so off putting for everyone. And like, I could just see everyone's faces and like, what's going on? Like, we can't even see like, like our like, yeah. friend, our like family member getting married. Uh, like, yeah. Like, and it's, it's completely true. Like it's, it's so true. Like finding the right celebrant to like suit you and you offer a service that's so personal. So when they meet you, they're like, yeah, like this is a guy that is going to marry us, and they look past mm. the price. Like it, it's not, it doesn't come to price. I think it, they see the value in what you offer, and it's the same with like other vendors as well. Like when they see the value you offer, the price is irrelevant. Yeah, so it should be, and and you know, it's not thinking that your price isn't well thought out as well. Um, it's it's that for a reason. It's because you're putting the extra mile in. Um, you're getting what you pay for, and you know that you're going to get that level of professionalism. Um, Quoting quote professionalism. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I'll have a beer with you. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's, and, uh, that, that's the best part about like post ceremony. I always see you, Adam. Like you're not just like sitting there, like packing up your gear and running away. Like talking about having a beer. Like you always try and like hang out in cocktail hour for a little bit or something like that, and say hello to people and have a bit of a chat to them. Like, and I think that that makes it like that continues that kind of vibe for everybody as well. Of like, you know, you're not just there just to do a job. Like you're there to make sure that that day is amazing for that couple too, right? Totally, and people love it too. I usually will just go grab a beer also because I want your canapes. I'm a hungry boy. You know, I'm going to stop at Macca's on the way home, but I want something to sort of just start me off. And, you know, just on the way through to the bar, usually, because everyone, it's such a nice place to be a wedding, someone will pull me aside and be like, that was great, you know, and then we can just have a chat and it kind of, you know, elongates that experience for them as well. So, you know, getting to have a quick chat with you, you know, they usually will ask the same question every single time. But, you know, that's kind of cool for me. <laughs> Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I've got the responses ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes, this is my full-time job. <laughs> yeah, this is what I do. I talk to people. That's my life. So in terms of, I guess this may be good just for like, um, I guess adding value to today's conversation is like with what you were just talking about then in terms of like, you know, like on everything we've been talking about so far is like talking how much effort do you put into like every single ceremony, do you know what I mean? And things like that. And also maybe touch on that. If you're comfortable, you don't have to say it exactly, but like a ballpark, what do you charge or what does most celebrants charge and how many hours do you put into, I guess, writing that ceremony for these couples? Yeah, I, I, I don't know how to collate the hours that I do. And I think it'd be the same for both of you guys, you know, running your own business, you never, you never switch off. No. Which, you know, <laughs> I've always got emails coming through. I've get texts, people message me on Instagram, all that sort of thing, which is fine. You know, it's just all part of it, running your own business. You sort of pick and choose your hours as well. So it is hard to collate. Saying that, you know, I have a couple of meetings with the couple. I try and be as concise with them as possible as well because I know that there's 10 other vendors that want their time and they want their effort and all that sort of thing. So it's like when I can sit down with them, I do everything and we have a really big meeting and then you know that Adam's sweet. He's going to go away and write something cool. And then, yeah, I spend a few days writing the ceremony. The main thing is that's like they then fill my headspace for weeks and days and like I'm trying to think of things to say and like getting up to like wedding week. I don't think people, couples realise how much I think of them because I sort of read their story a little bit during the week. So I'm constantly sort of internalising it and it's just like they're always in my mind. So I don't know how you how you put that into a figure. <laughs> <laughs> One million dollars. <laughs> exactly. But it's just like, you know, it's 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 all consuming sometimes. And maybe that's just my personality. But it also shows you care. I think that's the thing. Like that shows value of like how much you care about every single couple. Yeah. Regardless of like how busy we are, how many ceremonies you're doing, how many weddings we're shooting, etc. Like They're not just a number. Legitimately care about everybody. Yeah, I love my couples. They actually, some of them end up being my friends. I I caught up with a, one of my couples recently with my wife. We just went out for a drink because we thought they were awesome and had a beer and it was really so fun. Oh, good. But yeah, and then talking sort of price points, there's always been this old sort of, and I look at, you know, those wedding Facebook groups and people talk about, you know, what you want to charge for a celebrant, pay for a celebrant. And everyone's always like, you know, $800 for a celebrant, which is like, so cheap. I think you get what you pay for. Yeah. You're getting your experience, which is fine. And, you know, you might get someone who's really good and, and that's just they're, they're undervaluing themselves, which I say to that celebrant, you need to be charging double that amount. Not It's because you're underselling yourself. You're not putting enough. You're putting little value on your time, which is worth a lot. Like I said, it's all-consuming and it's every single hour of every day of my life. <laughs> for a good celebrant now, you should be looking around 1500 to $2,000 for a ceremony, which is where I sit as well if you're sort of value that part of the day like i said i think it's the best part of the day 
I think it's worth it. It's the part where you actually get married. It's why we're all here. It's it's literally the reason why. But yeah, man, like those, those forums, uh, they can be quite bad. <laughs> like they're they're not it, the best. Like just, yeah, I just choose not to look at <laughs> them anymore because it's like, oh, I'm looking for a photographer or a videographer, like for $2,000 for both. Like it's not going yeah, exactly. to happen. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And it's like when I finally got to the point in my business where I was like, no, value your own self-worth. You're good enough to start charging this. Not because I think I'm taking people for a ride. It's no, it's the service I think is worth this. And it also means it is my full-time job. I can take less couples and focus more on them. And when I started to do that, people were just like, yeah, of course, that's, that's what we would pay for someone that's that good. And, you know, that's going to give us that experience, of course, which is so nice. Oh, absolutely. And and you and it just shows how much effort you're putting into everybody as well. Like, you know, it's not like it's something that you're just pumping out and, you know, it's three hours worth of work and we're done and dusted, clap my hands together. And, oh, look, I get 1500 bucks. Like, it's not like that. That's not, how yeah. it, um, that's not how it is at all. Mate, that's been so helpful. And I feel like we've touched on so much stuff about celebrants. And I want to uh, move towards your other we touched on it at the start but what else you do a part of like apart from just doing celebrant and marrying people you also do some mc stuff you too, my we... sexy website oh sorry mc <laughs> yeah 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 uh put it put a quiet sorry. plug in there married by adam <laughs> <laughs> is that is it is it married by adam like only fans is that what it is <laughs> yeah that's it yeah uh so, so good sexed so, up by adam 12 dollars a month <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> Wow, this is taking a turn. Oh, this is so oh, great. I don't know if we can put this in the podcast. <laughs> uh, if you're watching along at home on, uh, on YouTube or something like that, Adam is currently uh, throwing his hat in the air and unbuttoning his shirt. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, put, put your shirt back on, Adam, please. <laughs> I don't know who would pay for that, quite frankly. <laughs> $12.95 of a month. <laughs> This is why we have a a voice for a voice for uh, a voice for radio. Is that what they say? I don't know what it is. A face for radio. Maybe that's the wrong one. Anyway, um, my wife said you have time for a story. Sorry. Yeah, my, tell us my a story. My wife sent me a really nice photo of her. She was sitting on the front porch today with our little baby Iggy and the dog, like that. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. So I sent her a selfie of where I was, which was sitting on the toilet with my pants down. <laughs> <laughs> she loved it. Oh, mate. That's the sort of content you get on my own. Uh, that's, that's brownie points right there. If that's not, I feel that's also the content, not maybe not that, maybe not that style of content, but we also get great content on your Instagram account. I always, my favorite was like, you went through a stage of like zooming in as close as you could to your teeth, asking people if there was anything stuck in your teeth or something like that. <laughs> there was like, and I feel like you do that every single wedding for about six weeks. It was so great. <laughs> I don't, I do go through trends because I did this whole wedding once where I had a piece of food on my teeth and I didn't know. And I did the whole wedding. The bride didn't tell me, the groom, the cameraman. And then I got into the car to do my Instagram and I was like, what is that? (laughs) It's like a poppy seed sitting on my tooth. Why did no one tell me? Oh, mate, that's embarrassing, isn't it? But look, anyway. We, you got there at the end and uh, it definitely uh, showed value and showed your personality a lot, I feel like, on your Instagram account, which is great. <laughs> so let's get back to off that tangent for a minute. I don't even know how we got there, but that's okay. But yeah, yeah let's sorry. talk about, um, yeah, like your other half of like what you do in top, like on top of just being a celebrant, you're also offering the service of being an MC. And for people out there, I guess that they're planning their wedding at the moment and they're like, I don't know, deliberating whether they should have an MC, whether they get a friend to do it. As a celebrant, what is your role when it comes to being an MC? What does that look like? I think that there's, People don't really see or understand how big the MC role is until they kind of unpack it. And it's always been like, you know, we'll get a friend or Uncle John to be our MC. And they're like, yeah, that's it. But it's like, 
Uncle John's going to get on the beers pretty hard. He's going to forget how to read a run sheet. He's not going to tell the videographer before speeches come and our, and our dance floor will never open. You know, that's worst case scenario. Best case scenario is you got a mate who's really charismatic and is really keen to do it. And that's also, I still couples that. If you've got someone who really understands the role and they're a friend, oh my God, you have a friend who's a wedding vendor and is going to do a job for free. Get them to do it. Sweet. How good. But yeah, the, the main job as an MC is just keeping that the night rolling, really. It's keeping to that run sheet, making sure it all runs really slick. Half of it's what's happening off the mic. So I'll run around to vendors before uh, speeches are happening, especially video and photo. Make sure you guys are set up so you can actually see what happens. And then just keeping it really slick. You know, couples say to me, all we want is that dance floor to open at nine o'clock. We, we, we have to be out by 11. We need two hours of dance floor time. It's like, yes, yeah, sweet. We can make that happen. And then it's also sort of escalating the night. So when it does get to that dance floor point, people are like raring to go. So usually I'll start my MC, like the reception with reintroducing myself. My name's Adam. I've told them that I've now had a couple of drinks. That means I'm your MC. Let's have some bloody fun. Whilst holding your beer, I have a photo <laughs> of you like walking around. You were like mic in one hand, beer in the other hand, walking around, just getting on it. <laughs> Love that. That's my MC uniform. It's whatever beers are on and the microphone in the other hand, I just sort of walk around. But I don't I don't script anything for that. I just sort of suss out what's happening for the day. If something's funny has happened, we can sort of call back to that. Or if there's, again, not much that needs to be said, then that also you have to show some restraint, I think, as an MC. If, if everyone's already popping off and having a good time and chatting with each other, you don't need to get out there and meddle with that. Let them let them do that. And then when it's time to actually hit up your entrees or your speeches or whatever, just get on there and be really concise and good. Yeah. Obviously, for me, being the celebrant, they've heard me speak for 20 minutes at the start of the day already. I've already done lots of my groundwork at the ceremony, which I think, you know, I'm biased, but I think your celebrant's the best choice for an MC. And then it's just sort of keeping that going throughout the night. It's like an escalator, you know? Just slowly going up. And the top of the escalator where Target is, is your dance floor. That's <laughs> Pony by Genuine is at the top of the escalator. At the bottom is your vows. And we're just slowly, and I'm riding the escalator with you. <laughs> you are the conductor. <laughs> I'm the conductor for all 100 guests on the escalator of the wedding. <laughs> oh, so good. I remember the other day when we when you were emceeing with us the other day, you uh, you picked you picked on somebody to make sure that she was like your woo girl. <laughs> and yeah. I just remember like whenever something good was happening, you were like Tracy, <laughs> and you just like screamed at her across the room, and she was like woo, and she was just like she just started wooing instantly and clapping her hands, and it was yeah. just like that makes such a difference in terms of like making sure the vibes are high. So when someone like you can do it because you've had like rapport building throughout the day. And I guess one of the questions I was going to ask was like, what's the benefit of being an MC and a celebrant? But you've already touched on that for us. I feel like purely, you know, that whole like Spielius gave us was like perfect. <laughs> he is the conductor. <laughs> and totally like I probably MC, people ask me like how often do I MC? I probably MC at least half of the weddings I do, if not more now. I do quite a lot. So I sort of know when I'm coming to a wedding, if I'm MCing for the night, how to approach the ceremony as well um, and maybe do even a little bit more or less rapport building based on that. But that's like during, you know, if you had an MC that came in cold, you would do a lot of ice breaking at the start of the reception to sort of get everyone side. Hopefully by the time I'm starting the reception, they know me and they know that they can have fun and they can woo and cheer because they're about to get the bridal party in anyway. 
And it's just so easy just to go, hey, it's me again. You guys ready to get pumped up? Let's just get everyone in here. Everyone's like, yes! I think that's, that's <laughs> such a big thing as well. Like, and I know a lot of couples listening, they, they may not be aware of how important the role of an MC actually is. Because I'll, I'll admit, like the weddings where there's an MC and it's like a friend or a brother, I cringe. Because most of the times, <laughs> like things do run late, like as bad as it is, like things do run late. Like, ex- like talking from like a video sense, like there's so much going on, like in terms of speeches and getting everything set up. And like, there's been times when speeches have started and I haven't like had a warning and it's just like, oh no, I've got to quickly like, and I've like, missed part of it. Like it's, I think it's just such an important role that needs to be highlighted a bit more to couples about why like an MC needs to probably be someone that really understands like what's going on like how to read the room how to communicate with your vendors and i think if it's someone that's a family friend like they just got their notes they're just going to read oh okay i need to do housekeeping at 7 45 the speeches and like how do i i've got to spend 10 minutes trying to get the crowd in and trying to get them to stop like talking and listening to me like it's yeah, yeah it's just crazy and it's it's little things like that it's like people panic it's like the crowd's talking like they're not going to listen to the speeches it's like knowing having techniques at hand ready to battle that really quickly because I've, I've seen, I've done it hundreds of times and I know it's like, okay, these guys are talking. I know how to stop them from talking. Just invite them up and they'll stop. Or, you know, I need to work harder here. And it's like, you know, your, your mate's not going to know that straight away and then they might miss some of the speech or videographer's not there or whatever. It's just sort of, yeah, you, you're going to make sure that the reception's really tight and looks nice. Yeah. And the, the other thing that also helps as well, I find when like someone, like as a professional MC, let's call it, or, you know, whether it's a celebrant and MC, is that the thing that helps the most is that at the end of the day, like we all have encountered things running late or changing out throughout, like throughout the reception itself. And so we have experience, we can all talk to each other, we come up with a plan of attack that's going to, yeah. I guess, like work so that you can get on the dance floor at nine o'clock for your two hours of dance floor or something like that. But the other thing that I find like really works or like that I find, or maybe not that doesn't, yeah, that really works best when they're there is that I'm not having to run around and coach the best friend or the yeah. husband, like, I don't know, the guest, I suppose, as who's the MC to be an MC that night. Like I find like when me and Tim are like there and they're like, there's uncle, blah, 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 being an MC, I'm having to like coach him and talk to him. And if things are changing, I'm going to have to go and tell him this is changing. And he's asking, why is it changing? And what's happening here? And I have to then go, well, I, this is what happened and explain it all where if there's someone there who does it all the time they go oh yeah sweet and they just roll with it we go oh okay cool we're going to push this to here and we're going to do this here and they're still going to get on the dance floor at nine o'clock and i just feel like it's such like without you as the couple knowing it's so much more professional and things are still running and you're getting everything you want done in the whole day at the correct time and everyone's happy i think it comes down to like we're just trying to show what the options are and like our opinion and what we think would run well like if you do want your like friend or family member to be mc that's cool like that's completely fine but like this is maybe just what you need to be aware of like of some of the like conceptions like that may or like may not happen but as long as you're aware, like you can make a more informed decision. Exactly. And as long as the friend or family member's aware, again, they might have emceed three or four weddings of friends and stuff before. And they're like, you know what? I feel really comfortable in that role. It's like, oh, how good. Like, do it. That's cool. But then for the other couple who's like, no, we don't really have someone or we, 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 we're kind of pushing this guy in, but he doesn't seem to quite understand. It's like, okay, that's kind of where you might hit rocky road if you really want this to run quite smoothly and maybe you need to consider it. I get so many people, couples ask me, because I usually, when they inquire, I'll send them back a quote and I'll sort of like, and let me know if you need an MC as well. And it sort of didn't dawn on them, maybe. And then when we have a chat, they're like, 
So what would we need an MC for? And I sort of talked through everything we've just chatted and their eyes are like, wow, that's something we never thought of. Maybe we do need that. And then all of a sudden, like, yes, we do need that. It's like, cool. I'm sort of glad that we, I could help you out. <laughs> so good. And it's like, it's, an, it's, it's good for you just in general, just to like be able to like, I guess, from a business point of view, being able to upsell that little bit as well, which is great. And you're already there. So it's not like in the big scheme of things, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of my favorite things when I started doing it. I was like, oh, this just makes so much sense to be here for longer and do this. Yeah. Mm. So good. Yeah. And like, the, I think that they are like, for me, especially like they are the better weddings. Like really when things are just going a lot more smoothly because you've got professionals and vendors in there that can adapt to the situations. Let's, let's kind of like start to bring this home. And I've got a, I've got a question for you, Adam, and it kind of brings it back to like a celebrant and like also an MC as well. What advice would you give couples that are looking for a celebrant and slash an MC? Just just look for someone who you who you think you could be friends with, that you feel comfortable standing up there and, you know, what people say is the biggest moment of your life, doing all the important stuff. And if that person's like, you're like, oh, I don't think that's right, then they're probably not right. Because it's actually quite an intimate thing. And every, people couples get nervous on their wedding day every single time. I always chat with them before they're nervous and it's totally normal and I tell them that. And half my job is just to set them at ease and make sure they actually enjoy the ceremony. So try and find someone who can do that for you. If you know that you hate being in front of people, try and find someone who you think is going to calm your nerves and sort of make you feel comfortable and sort of feel like just a friend's up there chatting. With yeah. You. That's what I would be looking for. Amazing. And like, it's it's so funny, like the similarities, like obviously like we're not a celebrant, but like the similarities that we also like apply like with our own couples as well. Yeah. I love it. It it shows a lot about obviously why you're considered such a good celebrant and maybe why you were invited on maths as well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there it is. We had to throw it in there, mate. The old superstar himself. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, let's 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 hear this story. I I have not heard this. Like how how did this happen? If uh for those listening, if you don't know, uh well you probably do know if you watch maths, but Adam was is a maths celebrant. That makes oh him like extra good. Yeah, no, that adds an doesn't. extra thousand on his package. <laughs> 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 joking, joking. It's so funny. I did, I did maths ironically, right? Because let's be real, I don't like the show. <laughs> I should say that the maths producers are going to come after me, and I was sort of like, you know. That's funny because it's so not my brand, but I'm going to do it anyway, kind of ironically. Don't know if that came off, but the amount of couples who I'm at a wedding and the couple's like, that's our celebrant. He's a TV celebrant. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Oh, so good. Uh, But how did it come about? I can't even remember. I'm pretty sure a producer just called me out of the blue and was like, hey, we need a celebrant for a secret TV show. And I was like, is it maps? They're like, we can't tell you. I was like, it's maths, maths isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden I'm being mic'd up and there's a producer talking in my ear and I feel like Osher Ginsberg and I'm in front of all these people and cameras. It's pretty cool. It's do they do they put a do they put a they put a little headpiece on you, do they? So while you're doing your celebrant act, are they like talking to you? Wow, that's yes. insider information. That's hectic. Yeah, I probably have already said too much. Because, <laughs> like, is it? I, I, I haven't heard it from you, but like, is it true that they do like multiple, multiple takes, and then they wait to get the right reaction? This, this is a rumor that 
could be true, Tim. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But he can't tell you because otherwise wink, they'll wink. come and find him. <laughs> otherwise I'll go to jail. But have I done things I have signed a more than once before in general? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We, that, maybe that's like the part where we always joke about, like I feel like I always joke with all couples in general about like um, the, the bride will be like, if he doesn't cry, I'm going to make him do it again. <laughs> so maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll just be like, oh, just like happens on maths. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. No, it's all real. They're really in love. They're really married. Uh, oh, it's podcast. I'm winking. <laughs> but the sound effects were great. That's going to be the uh, outro to the whole podcast of you making that uh, sound. <laughs> That's actually the theme song to my OnlyFans, uh, <laughs> Sex by Adam. <laughs> you got to cut all that oh, other stuff out. Oh, oh, this has been such a, it's been such a good time to be able to chat with you and yeah, dive deep into what it is to be a celebrant and what it looks like, how we can bring value to our couples, how we can make sure that their wedding is epic. Maybe just uh, before we sign off, tell us where our couples can find you and find more about you. At Married by Adam is the Instagram. Marriedbyadam.com is the website. Do you want to know my address? What else do you want to know? <laughs> that is perfect, mate. And look, definitely jump on. If you don't follow Adam already, yeah, jump on his Instagram. Go and uh, see what he does. He always puts up some great stories of goodness. You can see his personality through his website. So damn good. And I feel like it's brought, even when I watch your stories it always gives me confidence to like jump on my own stories and be a little bit of a <laughs> idiot sometimes and not be scared about it or something like that and just yeah really show my personality through my instagram as well which is which is great and i love it and yeah it's been so good to chat to don't you today, take mate. life too seriously man that's it that's it get the taco tattoo <laughs> get the ta- maybe me and tim need to get matching taco tattoos to you mate and then we'll um we'll be actually best friends forever i have to like oh my god the dynamic trio that's what that's what a we couple of couples have said tattoos. my wife will kill me yeah <laughs> right we, oh my god we'll do it without Don't her tell our wives. Yeah, she won't know why are we all whispering oh my god I'm <laughs> she's, so it, she's in the next room <laughs> it'll be, be our names together oh my god i'm gonna go write it down and figure it out and then yeah, we'll go you make it you make a drawing send it to our group chat and then uh if you want to book all three of us We'll add you to our group chat as necessary. <laughs> Do couples stay in the group chat and there's just like this big ongoing group chat? It's our Best community. Friends, I love that. Let's build our community, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This is interesting. <laughs> All right. I love All it. right. Let's, uh, let's sign out here. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We do hope this provided a lot of value into the life of a celebrant and with Married by Adam. Thanks a lot for coming, mate. We really appreciate it. And if you loved what you heard today, we would love you guys to let us know how you think we did. Uh, Give us a review. Give us a bit of feedback. We'd love to know. But anyway, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. See ya. Thanks, Adam. Well, thank you. My wife just texted me from the other room saying, do not get matching tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> and signing out. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>